Here's what's coming up on the show. The worst part for being cucks eventually is the realization that they can never go back to before, before they let their woman fuck somebody else. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but it might ruin the relationship. Ah, that is deep, deep as fuck. I'm not sure how many of you listening can actually relate to that, but I have had a lot of cucks say that to me before where they were like, I don't know if this is a road I should go down because I might regret it later on. What if she loves it too much? Ever Hopeful said, resisting the urge to push. Okay, this one, this one came up a lot. And you guys, like, this is a, this is heavy right here. And I'm so glad that this came up because this is behavior I see a lot with cucks. But I didn't realize that you all see yourself when you're doing this. Like, you see each other. When you're doing this, you see each other. He said, I understand it has to be at her pace and frequency, which doesn't always align with the amount of times I would like it to happen. That was Ever Hopeful on Twitter who said that. And that resonated a lot with a lot of guys because they struggle with that because they want cuckolding to happen more in their relationship than it does. This is the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, for the passionate, and for the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Venus, and today I have a show all about the worst part of being a cuck. It's not the most fuzzy, warm feeling topic, but it is something that needs to be talked about, and I guarantee a lot of you listening are going to be able to relate to these kind of worries, struggles, and issues of being a cuck. So how this all came about was recently on Twitter, I posted a question, two questions actually. They're very simple questions. One was, what's the best part of being a cuck? And the second question was, what's the worst part of being a cuck? And I was absolutely floored with the responses, not just how many responses, but how real and heartfelt these responses were. So thank you to everyone who contributed to those two posts. What I did was I scheduled a live chat on the Moan app to talk about them. And so today's episode is a recording of part of that chat about what are the worst things about being a cuck. But before we jump in, of course, I just have a few short announcements. The first one was... 
the two-week chastity challenge, the Locked in Love chastity challenge with myself and Key Barrett, who is the author of the book Locked in Love, one of my all-time favorite books. And this was a huge success. It has just wrapped up on Valentine's Day, and it has been a great success. Can't believe how big it was this year. We had I don't know, somewhere around 400 people who decided to join the challenge. And this year there was uh, access to free access to the Queen's Quarters community. So there was lots of chats on there about the challenge, about chastity, tips, advice, questions, all of that stuff. So it was a big success. Congratulations to everyone who did the challenge this year. We had several of the moan chats that were scheduled. One of them was with my friend Crystal Welch which was fantastic. And of course, the challenge is over now, but you can still get access to the Queen's Quarters community if you would like. It is free, limited access to the community. You just need to go to venuscuckoldress.com and sign up there. Next, I'm going to be doing another episode on confessions and stories from listeners. So the last one I did was called Bent Over for BBC, and um, that was really popular. And I love getting these short little clips from listeners about their stories and confessions about this lifestyle and what they love. So if you want to submit a voice note for that show, you can just go to venuscuckoldress.com, click on the podcast link, you'll see it there. And you have up to five minutes to record something. And who knows, it might appear on the podcast. So don't forget, go to venuscuckoldress.com to do that. Last but not least, on the last episode that came out, I read a very, very sweet uh, review that was submitted on Apple Podcasts. It was a rating and review. And I just want to say, if you love this show and you'd like to show it, <laughs> then I would love for you to go to Apple and put in a five-star rating and a sweet little review. And I would love to read it on the show. All right, that's it for announcements. Let's jump into today's show, The Worst Part About Being a Cuck. Here we go. So for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about today, I did two posts on Twitter yesterday morning. Just like honestly the simplest questions, but I don't know if I've really just flat out asked it like that before. Um, but I asked part one, which was, you know, what's the most enjoyable part of being a cuck? And part two, which was, what's the worst part about being a cuck? Two very simple questions. They got a ton of responses and some of it not surprising, some of it very surprising. It's all very revealing, all very like honest and real answers. And I... I love it. So I'm going to go over some of them. Uh, the line separating the best and worst is so nuanced because the emotionally painful aspects of all, are also the hottest. Oh, Tom, you're so right about that. You absolutely are. It is a is a roller coaster. From what I understand, the whole being a cuck thing is like a ro emotional roller coaster. There's ups and downs and everything in between. So I totally get it. And and you wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, that's part of the appeal of it for a lot of guys. That moment when the intense heartbreak is too much to handle, but you have no choice, it changes and turns inside of you. And the pain changes 
to intense love. No matter how badly she hurts you, you love her more. There is no greater rush or pain than being a cuckold. That's like pat poetry. That was somebody who goes by the name of Please Mercy on um, on Twitter. That is fucking poetry. I'm going to read it again. That moment when the intense heartbreak is too much to handle, but you have no choice. It changes and turns inside of you, and the pain changes to intense love. No matter how badly she hurts you, you love her more. There is no greater rush or pain than being a cuck. Like, that is so beautiful. I think that really sums up the whole cucky angst thing. I could be wrong um, because I have never felt it. I don't know what it feels like, but I'm assuming that that's what he's referring to is that kind of uh, uncomfortable feeling of being a cuckold, but also insane how it really makes your relationship feel so close and you feel so like next level love trust and connection with that person oh beautiful okay um so i'm gonna move on to the next one he's not different than you he's better than you heart melting feeling for any cuck Ah, (laughs) i bet when she's making intense eye contact with her bull and then looks at you and winks is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ego death. Oh, Johnny Wiz. Ego death. Watching your wife's physical pleasure while your bull hits her pussy like you can't. <laughs> That's the thing. Like some women like me, we sound different when we're with a guy who is like bigger in size or fucks you differently. Like, like actually sound different, like look different, your body reacts different. This is not, for me anyway, not something that I can control. I mean, I have tried to be quiet before. It doesn't work very well. I'm loud as fuck. In fact, I had five police officers at the door, (laughs) pounding on the door because apparently the neighbors thought a woman was getting murdered. (laughs) I was getting murdered by a big black dick. (laughs) (laughs) r.i.p my pussy (laughs) but i'm loud as fuck oh god that was embarrassing but hilarious all at the same time (laughs) oh i had yeah those neighbors really hated me um Um, arranging the hotel room, being their ride share for the night. Oh, yes, I like that, Ramon. Absolutely. Very helpful. Um, the pain of being cucked breaks a man's masculine ego being put down into the sexual pecking order and loving it. Yes. Well, maybe it's not about breaking down ego rather than correcting it. Like, so breaking it down, I think, kind of makes you feel, it makes me feel like that's kind of like damaging, but... Maybe a correction, a course correction would be more ideal. I don't know. Maybe. Um, five police officers. Yeah, you know what? It was embarrassing as fuck. So there was um, two female police officers and three male police officers. So uh, the two females came in to the room for me. And I was like naked under the blankets. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. (laughs) And they're like, you know, 
Some people can't tell the difference between a woman screaming in pain and a woman screaming in pleasure. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I know. All right. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was terrible. <sighs> Doing great. Please get the fuck out. That's right. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I'm sure those ladies were probably jealous. They were probably like, damn, we got to come back here later after our shift's over. <laughs> um, okay, let me go back to the other one. Okay. Here's where we get in, where we get into like the really heavy stuff because, oh, the shitty parts about being a cock. This part's intense. Um. There's so many responses in here. It's just crazy. We'll be back after a quick break. Can you believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast? And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one -one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com. Trying to convince yourself after coming that you're not a beta male cuck. Oh, somebody else said post not regret is the worst part about being a cuck. And... I will definitely see my my first cuck boyfriend had the hardest time with battling the shame when it came to post nut clarity. He was just beside himself hating himself at that moment. It was really shitty. Um okay, so so Dave Thomas said worst part for me is that I don't have a small dick. So finding someone with a bigger one to fuck my wife is really hard. And I've heard this before. This was the issue with my first cuck boyfriend too. This whole idea that all cucks have small dicks is like a common stereotype. And a stereotype is obviously not entirely true. There is probably some truth to it, but like it's not, you can't, you can't, you can't say that they're all like that because my first cuck, he was like really big in size and he really enjoyed wanting to feel like it wasn't big enough for me. So I was like tasked with, you know, trying to find someone bigger than him. And I was like, damn, that's not gonna be easy. <laughs> like, it's just not. But we still played with the whole like, you know, teasing him about his size and stuff like that. And he fucking loved it. But yeah, it's, it's not sometimes not easy when it comes to that. Um, Okay, so some other guy said, most of her girlfriends know about it and my small dick. Some of the looks I get from them are so humiliating. That's funny. <laughs> okay, Mark said, just knowing there is nothing I can do to give her enjoyment during sex like her bulls give her. That is the worst part. Yes, I have heard that from um, a lot of cucks before that they 
secretly deep down really do wish that they could be the bull, that they could be that for their wife, like they could give her that. And there's this like ongoing struggle internally about accepting the fact that they're not. And so I've heard, yeah, somebody's given up the 100s. I, yeah, I do understand that. I really do. I think maybe that's part of the work that cucks need to do as far as like accepting things. And for some guys, that's easier than others. And, but, and maybe for some, it's just a lifelong struggle of trying to accept that part of it. S.D. Savova said, the fact that too many others who share this kink and predilection are mentally unstable and socially awkward. <gasps> and he said, and that seems to come from the emphasis on humiliation of the cuckold over the loving relationship of the couple. I've heard this so much. What do you guys think about this? Because like, I and maybe this goes along with the stereotype of like cucks being weak and weird and like like he said socially awkward and just you know introverted and just very like i don't know there's the stereotype which is not true um but that's maybe what's i don't know if that's what porn kind of shows the cuck as i don't know just being very like weak and whatever um but i mean maybe there is this thought that like a lot of the guys out there who are fantasizing about cuckolding are kind of like awkward like that. And I don't think that that's actually true. If you go and look at the stats on what Dr. Justin Lay Miller is talking about, about who is fantasizing about cuckolding, it's over half of all the guys in the U.S. Like, it's over half. You can't just stereotype a cuck as being like socially awkward or mentally unstable like you just fucking cannot i think that that's something that we need to put out there that is kind of bullshit <laughs> so we need to change the narrative around what the stereotype of a cuck is because um, maybe all of what we're seeing online when it comes to like content that is to be consumed cuckold com content to be consumed maybe that is just portraying cucks as as only you know one type of person and that's a disservice i think for the whole cuckolding lifestyle i'm just gonna have a quick look at the chat here traditional porn focuses on cuck humiliation as if that's needed for this to ever happen yes you're right ramon i think it's just like an easy script line uh, an easy thing to portray on screen and that therefore the go-to It's much, much more difficult to produce whatever it is that I'm thinking in my mind. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to, how to begin to create it. Honestly, I would have to like, you know, get James Cameron and his equipment and like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Venus, have you ever considered writing a cuckoldress romance novel? Ask this as a romance novelist. Um, maybe. I don't really know that I could come up with like a whole fucking story. I, I, I really prefer writing in glimpses of a story. So I used to write a blog and for my blog posts, I would like, I like to like, just like with my wedding, um, night gangbang fantasy 
Just wanted to give a glimpse of what that was like in a few of the scenes and leave it at that. And I really, because I really honestly, I enjoy letting people use their imagination to fill in the gaps. And that's part of the fun for me. I really don't know if I would like to have it all like drawn out for me in the story. Like, I don't know. And there's one there's one thing I know for fucking sure is that cucks have a really wild imagination. So <laughs> they can easily and they have with my wedding night gangbang, they've thought of all these other things. <laughs> and they've asked me to write more and more detailed stuff about my gang wedding night gangbang. And I'm like, no, this is actually something I want to just leave like that. And maybe that's part of like the cuckoldress tease is like, I'm not going to give it all to you. I'm just going to give you enough to make your brain go wild, your imagination go wild. And that's it. That's what I like. <laughs> that's my little game I play. I like it. Um, the over-the-top humiliation and cuck porn is so unnecessary. Just a wife subtle, not your cock, said to the husband if he tries to join in could be devastating and so hot. Yes, yeah, 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 I agree. Just a little bit. A little bit goes a long way, I think, when it comes to the humiliation part. But having said that, there's so many, <laughs> so many different dynamics when it comes to cuckolding and cuckolding porn too like it can be really extreme and very overt and everything like that and yet it can also be so subtle and so gentle but having said that there's like so many guys consuming all of this there's no shortage of demand for it so it's definitely all of it subtle to extreme is super popular and super hot to a lot of guys uh, worst part of the lifestyle is picking up the pieces after a bull has behaved badly and deviated my wife. Oh, having her trust broken really messes with her. Oh, James. James, I have heard some fucking horror stories. And it's been a minute since I've actually heard some horror stories. But that it can be a really big problem, I should say, because... um. I've heard of this happening. I actually spoke to a woman before who really honestly felt like she was her her boundaries were so violated by this one bull and she just did not see it coming and she was by herself because this was during COVID and her husband was at home with the kids and and she just when she got home she just broke down in tears and she was really traumatized by it. So I can definitely feel for you when it comes to that. It can be terrible. I don't hear about it a lot, thankfully, but I have heard about it before. Currently experiencing this, said Marie. Oh, fucking hell. Some bulls don't know how to truly be bulls. That's right. Actually, I will say that having a community of women in this lifestyle has been so beneficial for that one thing because... Well, when we started to connect with each other in this community, just the women, and talk about our experiences in the lifestyle, it was shocking, actually, that so many of us had stories about certain bulls in the lifestyle that were negative. And we would not have connected the dots and realized how big of a problem it was unless we... Uh, actually came together and started to talk about it. And this is where I talk about 
the real fucking power of having women in this lifestyle come together. There's so much benefit to it as far as mentorship and friendship and just having close friends in this lifestyle, people who you can talk to and confide in and everything like that. And the support if you need it, but also being able to give advice as well to somebody who might be struggling through something that you've gone through. But the whole thing around warning each other about certain bulls has been super beneficial. So what I can recommend (laughs) is if you as a woman come across somebody that is, you know, really done horrible things as far as your boundaries and um, traumatized you and it was a terrible experience and it was and it was really wrong then I think all women in the lifestyle need to be warned about that. And we really should not be afraid of like, oh, I don't want to hurt that person's feelings or feel like I'm talking bad about them or whatever. We're talking about each other's safety. And when it comes to each other's safety, then the rest of that shit goes out the window. Like, I don't give a fuck about, you know, if I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings or offend somebody by saying something to someone else. Like, you can fuck right off. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Um, where do I find this group? Well, you can start with the Slut Sisters. Um, the Slut Sisters is an amazing, amazing place, community of women that come together and they have Slut sister sessions once a month and they're doing an in-person Slut Sisters soiree get together soon, I think in the spring and it's free to join. And if you go to flamingyoni.com and you'll see a link there for Slut Sisters, you'll be able to get the information for membership, but I highly recommend it. There are so many benefits for us to be connecting with each other. The hot wife community is pretty strong in providing feedback on single men. Would hope cuck women would develop the same safety and trust. Yes. Speaks to safety and consent in the kink space overall, but having a dominant man taking someone's wife is such a delicate and responsible role for a bull should be respected. Oh my gosh, Sir Cuxalot, you are speaking the truth right there because I have said this for years, but I don't feel like a lot of people have really been listening or caring much about this, but I've been saying it over and over again that couples in this lifestyle are incredibly vulnerable because of the power dynamic that is often present with bulls. So we put a lot of trust when it comes to a bull. We put a lot of trust in that because obviously this is an intimate situation, but also there's so much safety concerns that can happen. But if 
you think about it, if you go to like a, a hotel takeover party and you have a whole bunch of like newbie couples there and they don't really know what to expect or maybe it's a house party for the lifestyle, there's a bunch of bulls there, whatever. These couples don't really know what to expect, right? And they have to put all of their trust in these bulls to do the right thing, to act right, to be safe. And they probably don't know what is supposed to be done because they're new at that. If all it takes is for one predator to come into this lifestyle and take advantage of the fact that these couples don't know yet what is supposed to happen and what's not supposed to happen. All it takes is one predator and you know it's going to happen. Like, you know it's going to happen. We can't live in this blissful little fucking idea that this this lifestyle of this cuckolding, hot-wifing lifestyle is like, you know, it's never going to be, not, bad shit's not going to happen. That's bullshit. It is happening. It has happened. And it will happen. And the fact that we don't have any kind of safeguards in places, I think, really is shit. So the best things that we can do right now is to talk to each other and, you know, have these conversations around, around what is to be expected. What are the red flags? What are the green flags? Those kinds of things. I, you know, I have a lot to say about this because I'm single. I don't have a partner to protect me. So, I, you know, safety is always like really high up there in my, you know, priorities. Whereas I think maybe couples have this luxury of, having a bit more feel a uh, feeling of being safe because it's the two of you, you know? And so that maybe that's why it's always so first and foremost in my mind. Oh, James on Twitter says, no one really wants a cuck. They all want the bull. They settle for you. I don't agree with that at all. But I think that goes back to what a lot of people say. Actually, a lot of people ask me, why don't, if you love fucking black guys so much, why don't you just date a black guy? Why don't you just marry a black guy? And I'm like, yeah, you don't really get it at all. Like, I'm not settling for a cuck. I mean, the cuck is a huge part of what makes me feel fulfilled in a relationship. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, it's hard for some guys to understand that, but it is. Um, okay. Ever hopeful said resisting the urge to push. Okay. This one, this one came up a lot and you guys like, this is a, this is heavy right here. And I'm so glad that this came up because this is behavior. I see a lot with cucks, but I didn't realize that you all see yourself when you're doing this. Like you see each other when you're doing this, you see each other. The resisting the urge to push he said, I understand it has to be at her pace and frequency, which doesn't always align with the amount of times I would like it to happen. That was ever hopeful on Twitter who said that. And that resonated a lot with a lot of guys because they struggle with that because they want cuckolding to happen more in their relationship than it does. This is not unusual though. Like Dr. Justin Lay Miller, when he surveyed people. He talked about cuckolding. And for the people who are fantasizing about cuckolding, and we're talking about guys fantasizing about being the cuck and women fantasizing about cucking their partner, um, guys fantasize about cuckolding 90% more than the women do. 90%. Like it's less than 10% the women are, are fantasizing about it. 
So we're talking about a huge fucking variation in how much we're thinking about this, you guys. So just know that the struggle is real, okay? You want it to happen all the time, 24-7. No, maybe not 24-7, but like a lot. And she's just not thinking about it a lot. That's just that's just normal. So meet her where she's at. That's all I can say with that. B. McLovin said, public stereotype, can't share it with anyone else. People need to stop taking sex so seriously. Okay, this also came up with a lot of guys in the what's shitty about being a cuck thing. The pressure of being stuck in the closet, stuck in the cuck closet. For a lot of guys, they said that's one of the shittiest things about being a cuck. And that just pisses me off so much because it doesn't have to be that way. I think the more closeted guys are, the worse they make it for everybody else, honestly. I feel like if we all had a little bit more (laughs) pride and acceptance in our sexuality and what it has to offer, then we wouldn't have so many guys just living in absolute constant fear. And that's a shitty, shitty thing for anybody. I don't want anybody to have to feel like they have to live in fear. And that's why I've had guys, you know, when it comes to like dating and they're like, I don't want anyone to know. No one can know. Like this has to be a completely normal looking relationship to everyone. And no one can ever know about this. And I totally get that is fair. Honestly, it is fair to say that and to want that. And I understand why. But you're asking me to lock myself in the cut closet with you and throw away the keys. And you're asking me, therefore, to live in fear of other people finding out as well. And I don't want to carry that around. I'm not saying that I want to go out there and announce it to the world because, like, I don't want to do that to my partner. But I don't want to walk around with that much shame and embarrassment and fear when it comes to this kind of relationship. So I don't know that asking someone else to do that with you is a good idea. Like if I wanted to to talk to my best friend since childhood, who I talked to about everything, if I wanted to talk to her about my cuckolding relationship in, you know, in confidence, that should be okay. Like I should not be like, feel like I'm I can't even talk to my own best friend, but right. I know I'm getting some 100s here, but (laughs) because like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's something really unhealthy about carrying that much fear around in your life. That's just not healthy. It's not healthy. I think there's some reasonable amount of discretion that is okay and healthy and, you know, and is fine. It is acceptable, but to live in fear like that, no thanks. Um, short term might be hard, but long term freedom is always going to be the best. Yeah. You get to make your own decisions. You can change your life in a day by telling somebody. Being open and honest, honest is always going to lead you to your best life. Yeah, I agree. Being more open about being a cuckold was like being able to breathe. Oh, grunky. Love that. Might be time to come out. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Um, 
Curious Cuck said two things, the fear of being replaced and the fear that it goes from cuckolding to cheating. Ooh, I heard this one coming up so much, you guys. And I already knew this, that cucks have a deep, a lot of them have a deep fear of being left for the bull. So she's going to leave him for the bull. And this does happen. Let's not fucking paint this lifestyle as like gumdrops and rainbows. Like it, this shit actually happens and it's devastating, devastating to relationships, to families, to everything. Like it's, it's devastating when it happens, but it happens in regular ass relationships too. Whether it happens more with cuckolding, I really don't know. There's no research that's that's out there to give us information. I wish there was. Um, maybe it would just <laughs> calm the fears of a lot of guys out there, but um, I don't know. But the fear of being left is 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 heavy. And there were so many comments on this post about it. And I understand that. I really do. And I'm not sure that there's a lot you can do about that because like Doc Chocolate said yesterday, he's like falling in love is as fickle as like the weather. Like it's sometimes it comes out of fucking nowhere. And you're like, where where, and when did that happen? Like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> and like, you're like, of all people, like I fell in love with that guy. Like, I don't even know where that came from. Like it just, you know, it's it's something like that. And so you never really know. You could have like a ton of rules, boundaries, and limits in place to try to prevent something like that from happening, but you never really know when um, or if it is going to happen to you. I would just hope that your relationship is uh, is on a really good foundation to begin with, and therefore something like that can be worked through if it were to happen. Oh, okay, the worst part is knowing that uh, when I was younger, I used to be the best sex she ever had. When I got older and not as good, I introduced her to black men. And now she's a true queen of spades. It's great she can have amazing sex, but I hate not being this wonderful woman's main sex partner. Again, this goes back to that little emotional mental tug of war that cucks have about like accepting the fact that you can't give her that incredible range of sexual experiences that she now has. Like you can't give her that. It's just not possible. <laughs> You've given her gift. You can't be sad about it, okay? <laughs> but yet you are. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, not in the closet, but I selective reveal my good friends, wife's good friends, as long as you can accept losing some friends, either by them freaking out or them thinking they can join in. Oh, <laughs> thinking they can join in. Oh, dang. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I, you know, I hear more and more of couples who are able to share this with people in their life and accept that level of risk that goes along with that. And I just think that that's really wonderful. I really do. I think it's great. The more we can get used to that, the more that it won't be like such a devastating, debilitating fear that we carry around. Okay. Oh my God. Somebody posted here. This is, it looks like a woman. She posted, Is there a downside to being a cuck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, Sim, Sim Prem, oh, that's a cool username, said, The fact that kink is so heavily tied to humiliation and inadequacy. We would all send our partners to a pro masseuse, so why not use the same logic to send our partners to the world 
their world rocked by somebody who is a pro and can give them something different and better than we could. And that goes back to, again, the compersion aspect of it. There are some people that just are in it for the compersion part of it. And that is what rocks their world. It is what like is gives them all of that feeling of being fulfilled in the relationship, that compersion aspect. And so he's saying that it's really shitty that it's so tied to humiliation and feeling of being inadequate. And I, I've heard that a lot too. I really do. I've heard that a lot. I get it. <laughs> Beta loser says post not clarity is the worst part of being a cuck. Cuck my life said dating as a cuck in general is difficult. Yes. Hey, I know all about that. <laughs> difficult is an understatement, cuck my life. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare, let me tell you. <laughs> dating in this arena has its own unique set of challenges that is really difficult to understand. This is the reason why I have courses in my matchmaking service so people understand what those differences are. There's a fucking huge disconnect. And it's all about under like once you understand it, once you know the differences between men and women and what we're looking for and the expectations we have in the past we take to arrive at the cuckolding door, then it, it makes it a lot better. But it is still a fucking nightmare out there. I feel you on that. Oh, someone said being hated is for being a cuck is the worst part of being a cuck. And I guess maybe that goes back to tying uh, the word cuck as an insult out there in a lot of spaces that cuck is an insult. But it's so funny because Dr. Justin Lee Miller said that many of these people who are using cuck as an insult in right-wing spaces, um, political spaces, are themselves fantasizing about being a cuckold. That is what is, sir, that is what is research proved. So there you go. <laughs> um, somebody said the ego and pride, the fear of abandonment, the fear of being exposed, the weight in between when everything works out and the magic happens, the highs are so high, you want them all the time, but the actual time in the thick of it is... Few and far in between. Yes. The threat of it ending and what that would mean. Um, the worst part of being a cuck is the possibility that my significant other may leave me. The possibility of her finding a bull that she shares a strong emotional connection with scares me. Um, honestly, to be on, like people have asked me before, what if you fall in love with a, a bull and like, I'm not stupid. I know that that's, uh, that's definitely a possibility that could easily happen. And I am a, a little bit, to be honest, very scared of myself when I'm in love. I make really dumb decisions, really fucking dumb decisions, okay? <laughs> like, I don't trust my judgment at all when I'm in love, like at all. Some of you might relate uh, with this but I do dumb shit. So I would really, really, really hope that it doesn't happen to me because like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Finding reliable, genuine, genuine, knowledgeable bulls is the most challenging part about uh, being a cuck. I have heard this so much. And then this person said, Misunder people that misunderstand cuckolding is the worst part of being a cuck. Hence the work I've done for so many years now. 
Oh my gosh, this is deep, this one here. Okay, the worst part for being cucks eventually is the realization that they can never go back to before, before they let their woman fuck somebody else. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but it might ruin the relationship. Ah, that is deep, deep as fuck. I'm not sure how many of you listening can actually relate to that, but I have had a lot of cucks say that to me before where they were like, I don't know if this is a road I should go down because I might regret it later on. What if she loves it too much? What if she has so much fun that I'm no longer important in her life? What if I'm irrelevant sexually? I'm no longer important. What if she loses respect for me? What if all of those things, those are huge fears. What if I feel useless? <laughs> this one guy says, uh, the worst part about being a cuck is not being fed cream pies every day. I'm sure Grunky can relate to that. <laughs> He's sad. Every day he doesn't get to eat a cream pie. <laughs> uh, again, there was somebody who said the worst part about being a cuck is that she doesn't do it enough. And she doesn't do it enough where she lets him watch. Oh, poor baby. And then somebody else said the worst part about being a cuck is the fakes. Yes, there are a lot of fakes out there. A lot of people are going to waste your time, that's for sure. Bulls, couples, doesn't matter. We're all guilty of shitty fucking behavior. Um, being exposed as a cuck is terrifying. Not knowing when she's coming home and the lack of updates is the worst part. It's funny because somebody... I'll said that's the best part about being a cuck. And now we've got someone else who's saying that's the worst part about being a cuck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, the hardest part of being a cuck is seeing my wife passionately kissing a bull while making love to him. It's much easier when they're just fucking. Talked about that before. That's extra angsty, a whole other level of angsty. Coming to grips with the fact that you can't be everything your forever person needs. She's my everything, but I'm not hers. Oh, see, I love these responses that I got. These are so heartfelt. That's that's real talk right there. It's kind of sad. For some cucks, those things being useless or irrelevant in the bedroom is the best part of cuckolding, right? I know. <laughs> I know. Either you love it or you hate it. Maybe you do both. I don't know. It seems to be... All of the above with cuckolding. People have the right to change their minds or lose interest. Yes, that's true. Finding a bull is so difficult. Yes, I agree. But I also do think that maybe we should change the idea around finding a bull. The go-to uh, uh, expectation of finding a bull with cuckolding is that you're just going to look online and you're going to find some guy who lives nearby who fits all the criteria that you're looking for and takes the time to understand, you know, you and both of you and what you're about and all of that. And, you know, you're going to go through all the different safety checks and you're going to do that. And then it's all going to work out. And then you're just going to be happily ever after with, you know, cuckolding once or twice a month uh, with this guy. And it's just going to be the best thing ever. I don't, I, maybe we have expectations that are unrealistic when it comes to that, because I'm starting to think that, 
Because I have so many couples that are just like, I can't find that. That's what I want. I can't find that. I'm like, maybe we're 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 setting the bar a little bit unrealistic. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, because like the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I don't have bulls in my neighborhood. Okay, I don't even ha- right now. Don't even have any in my city. That's how fucking barren it is right now in this goddamn city that I live in. I live in the wrong part of the world. But I do have, I know of and have lots of bulls who I, you know, travel to go see or they travel to come and see me. I plan to see them. This is, you know, I plan my my vacations around these people and and it and I love having them in my life. They're great. They're I they're amazing. And I talk about them all the time and I recommend them all the time. And they're just like awesome. But um did I meet them just like randomly online? No. I met them at events. I met them at lifestyle events. At private parties when it comes to cuckolding parties, uh, I met them at hotel takeover parties. I've met them through friends at these events. And maybe that's where we need to focus our time and energy. And, and maybe that uh, finding somebody in your neighborhood who is going to be your regular bull is just not really going to work out. For a lot of people, maybe for some, for, for the lucky ones. <laughs> like, honestly, if it, my bulls lived near me, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that would be dangerous because, like, my pussy would not survive. But um, maybe maybe we need to think a little bit more about going to these events where the guys who are there are already vetted. They're already vetted. They've been to these kinds of events before. They understand this lifestyle. They understand couples in this lifestyle is a sexually charged event so you get to dress up to the nines sexy as fuck it's super easy to approach people because that's what you're there for and it's is a even if you don't meet any bulls you're going to meet other people in the lifestyle and make friends which is hugely valuable but you can meet amazing guys who there after that you can you know, plan your vacations around for the next, you know, for, for the next year. I don't know. Yeah, so you have to travel. But there's also good things about having to travel because then for a lot of couples, they don't have to worry about the discretion part because you're not likely going to bump into your neighbor if you travel to a different city, you know, so it's a little bit easier for people. And then, of course, if you've got on your calendar that you're, you know, traveling to Chicago to go and see your bull in uh, on spring break or whatever, you have this thing that you're looking forward to, that you're planning your life around, that you're going to go and get your outfits for, and that you're going to, you know, you have all this opportunity to tease the fuck out of your cuck for weeks, if not months. <laughs> and I don't know, but that's, that's a fun part for me. <laughs> so... Maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving shit advice, but that's just what I think. Maybe the whole idea around finding bulls in this lifestyle needs to kind of check itself a bit. I don't know. Um. Okay. There's plenty more in this list, but I think I've gone over many of them. A, a lot of them revolve around this really heavy level of shame 
that um, cocks are battling shame on different levels about different things, but this really debilitating, heavy ass fucking cloud of shame that they carry around on their shoulders every day is is shitty. And a lot of that came out in these tweets that, on this post um, about what the shittiest part about being a cuckold is. <sighs> I'm so inspired. I'm so moved. And I'm so proud of all of the people who took the time to post all the cucks who took the time to post on on there about the things that they really enjoy about being a cuck and the things that they really struggle with. Because it's such a simple question. And as much as I have learned about cuckolding and cucks over the years, like, I still every day learn more about the wonderful, beautiful mind of a cuck. And so I love this opportunity to be able to read all of this and really understand what's going on. And I do hope that lots of other guys, when they read those posts, I really hope that they felt some sort of comfort and reassurance that what they're going through or the feelings that they feel are not like something unique to them, that this is how a lot of other guys struggle too. And maybe out of this will be guys talking more openly to each other about these things so they don't have to struggle with this in silence. Because I talked about how amazing this community of women is that we've connected and we have all of these amazing benefits that we've experienced because we've connected. I would really like to see the same with the guys. Thanks for joining me today. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com. That's where you can book a private chat with me. You can check out any cuckolding events that might be happening. And you can even ask a question for the show as well as, of course, join the Queen's Quarters fan club and get all the benefits for that. You can also follow me on Instagram, the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. I haven't been banned there. Well, I have, but not recently. (laughs) You can also follow me on Twitter or whatever the fuck you want to call it. My handle is at V. That's it for today. We'll see you next time. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know I've talked about a really, really amazing sexual activity other than cuckolding, and it's called sensual massage. Now, I've received this a few times, and it is fucking mind-blowing. I'm a huge fan, but I there just hasn't been any kind of place for guys to learn how to do it, not that I knew of anyway. Until now, (laughs) I came across this video, this sensual massage video that is on xoafterglow.com, which is a pretty cool site. It is porn that is meant to be real, educational, entertaining, of course, um, but really cool, made by women and lots of different kinds of porn as well. So I found this video on there. 
And I was like, oh my God, yay. It's really hot. It's this real couple. And he's actually, in the beginning of the video, learns how to do the massage. He's obviously watching some sort of instructions. He talks to his wife about it. And um, she's on the massage table. And he gives her an amazing, sensual massage. Now, it's not as long as I would like as far as length of time. But the video is great. And I'm so happy to see it. It's really hot. It's really sexy. And it just mm, presses all the buttons for me. (laughs) So if you want to check it out, you should go to exoafterglow.com. And right now, if you enter the code Venus, you can actually get one week of uh, free access to it, a free trial. So that's exoafterglow.com. Enter the code Venus. And the link for that, if you are not going to be able to remember, is in the show notes for today. Enjoy. Enjoy. 